0: Three quarters
1: in one thirteen and two. It is a noble moon in front classic geoc roll on the outside and scotland is down at the rail they're coming for the eighth pole noble moon challenged on the outside classic geoc roll at the rail by scotland and metal iceberg is fourth noble moon digs down holding off classic geoc and roll and it will be noble moon to win the grade two jerome classic geoc roll was second and it's a three-way photo for third
0: Chasing the Triple Crown, 17th podcast, 113 days until the Kentucky Derby. This is Howard Denet, CEO of Angolite Media. I have with me Max Denet, editor-in-chief of Angolite Media. He's also mm-hmm. the host of Beers, Beards, and Bastards, a comedic look at craft beers. Also, Tommy is on the line with us to provide a little bit of his expert handicapping perspective and, and some comments. So today on the show, um, we, we, we're fortunate to have Mike Wilman from uh, Santa Anita, director of publicity from Santa Anita, uh, on the show, so they'll be on a little bit later. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Sham, which is a race that's on Saturday. 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 And Max and I are going to the race, which is, should be tons of fun. Indeed. To get one of those damn carved sandwiches have... that I... T- <laughs> I've been talking the, so much about. The lore lives on. <laughs> the lore lives on. So, The Sham, it's a grade three uh, stakes race, Sanity Park. Tommy, what year was it inaugurated in? I, I forget. My freaking I think the show. First
2: race was, was 2001, so yeah. it's fairly new. It's been graded since, I think, 2004.
0: Yep. And it's so a mile. It's a mile.
2: It a used
0: mile.
3: to
2: be longer. It used to be a mile and an eighth, actually, back then. They the
0: way, back the years. Yeah, <laughs> way back in 2001. Yeah, way back in 2001. So it's the purse is 100 grand, and it is a Kentucky Derby prep race. It's in the series, and it's the ten four, ten four two one. So ten points for first. Four points for second, two points for third, and one point for fourth place. I
3: almost feel like these races are like field goal races. You know, you could be real close, but you get like a two points over and you get in. Yeah, that. that's true. Because there's like 10-pointers. or are just like, it's not... Because they start getting hundreds and 500. Is it, how high does it get?
0: Um, the no, get? the
3: points get to 100. 100 so like,
0: yeah. the, like the last seven races, the like the, the final races for like the series, like the Santa Anita Derby, the... <laughs> the wood the florida derby those are all 100 point races yeah so these are like the field goal races almost (laughs) yep so nudge you over
2: yeah the 10-4-2s they come into play probably for maybe the last two spots you know you get four instead of two you beat out somebody that you know there's scratches and then maybe you can move up and you've got 10 in this one instead of four in the other so yeah it could come into play
0: yeah so uh most wins by a trainer bob baffert has two and can't name the other guy so I'm not going to even mention him because I don't know who he is um and then owen was, Hart. what what is it o, oh owen, owen Hart. there you go owen with Hardy. the assist owen Hart. thanks tommy uh alex Salise, four wins for jack garrett gomez got four wins the record the pample mouse never even heard of that horse in 2009 um uh 147.86 so there you go. That's the sham. So we'll be talking a little bit about that in, in a little bit. Let's, let's, so,
2: so, Least and Garrick almost have won eight of thirteen runnings of this.
0: That's crazy. So Pretty that is, that is amazing. So I don't think he has a horse in this particular this particular uh, race. So edition edition of the race. Yes. So a little bit of news. The Ramses top. 2013 earning list for owners. So they they won in 2013 12 million bucks, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I caught this first foals by the the mighty Shackleford. He was down at the, we saw him at the Florida Derby when he, dueled down the stretch with dialed in. That was a couple years back, right, Tommy? 2011. Yep. He's a Preakness Stakes winner. So he, his first foal was born on January fourth at All-Star Thoroughbreds in Kentucky. Um, another bit of news, Noble Moon wins the Jerome. last. Well, we were talking about the Jerome last week, and he was the, the fave. I think we were trying to beat him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tommy liked Scotland, and I think, I, I, bet, I bet Noble Moon in my exact, of course, because I like favorites, like Tommy always tells me, but I had him with the uh, classic jock and roll, came in, Second, so I did get the exact of what it paid. Like I don't know. I think I bet sixty bucks. It paid thirteen dollars or something. So it was. It was a really. It was a great bet. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, any other news that you got, Tom? You got any any other news off the top of your head?
2: No, nothing that I can think of. Um, the the Sham. I'm looking at a little bit with six horses in, in for it, and it certainly draws. You know, you got Mike Smith, Bayrano, Bayes, Nakatani, Gutierrez, and Kayla Strah.
0: Yeah, but, um,
2: it's the jocks, and it's, uh, it's funny, it's slated as the fifth the fifth race on the card. So yeah, which God, is so
0: usually, yeah, usually these races are, like, later in the day, either, right?
2: Yeah, a little later. Well, they have the San Pasquale later, which is a great Two for four-year-olds with older horses running, so maybe that's what they deem as the,
0: the, the, the marquee race for the day. Yeah, that's the uh, Blue Skies and Rainbows, which is a great name. <laughs> I disagree. Isn't <Right. laughs> that race. Maxie disagrees wholeheartedly. Yeah,
2: you could play your Blue Skies and Rainbows Blingo exactly there, Max. It would
0: be perfect. <laughs> Blingo. <laughs> so some some raves. Roman Unbridled wins the big drama at Delta Downs, which I think he went wire to wire I watched the race. Um, didn't have Roman Unbridled, but he won. Anyhow, at Gulfstream. the spectacular bid, Joey Bravo had a horse, Just Call Kenny, Wins the spectacular bid with CZ in second and Hollywood Talent in third. So I had CZ and Hollywood Talent, of course, and just Call Kenny wins the race so anyhow there he goes a a couple of raves so i have a couple of uh a a football rant i was watching tom's gonna complain about this i think i was watching national championship game the bcs championship game with florida state and auburn i was rooting all the way for auburn and they spit the bit (laughs) in, in the last seconds of the game that was a great game though so i'm sure you're rooting for florida state am i correct or incorrect
2: Yeah, well, I have back Florida State just a little bit. I'm not a great Florida State fan, but um, I'm a big fan of the UTF Knights here in uh, Central Florida, which is going to end up the season ranked in the top ten, which is crazy good success for them. But uh, here's a shout-out to all these Florida State players and what upstanding citizens they are, and it seems to be the uh, more charges that they beat or don't go to jail the most successful program. (laughs)
3: Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) We'll throw
0: a golf clap in there. Give him a little golf club for that one, Max. has a great, has a great rant. So, uh, and then some some from pro football rants. Uh, my poor wife Amy is a huge Green Bay Packer fan, and she got they beat by the freaking San Francisco San Francisco Forty So, he had to deal with that on uh, sun- Sunday. Was it Saturday? It was yeah. a great game. That was a great game. It the was. San Francisco are top. They're very, you know, they're great. i can tell you, I'm a Rams fan,
2: so I don't think much of the Niners, but. Well, yeah, got to respect them. They're good and uh,
0: Kaepernick
3: they guy, did man.
2: Super Bowl last year, and yeah, you know who knows.
3: And then I can't, I can't believe Cincinnati lost to San Diego too. That was yeah. kind of crazy. Since he came out strong, and then something happened, and they, they collapsed.
0: Who's their quarterback? The,
3: the um the ginger guy. What's yeah. his name? What's
0: his name? Andy Dalton. Um, Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. I think he was he looks... a great quarterback, but I think he, he choked a little bit yeah. in the game, I thought. Well, I he...
2: think he was um he was busy because they had to reshoot the magically delicious shot for Lucky Charm, so he did that during the week, so he was, a couple <laughs>
3: practices. I was gonna say that he's unemployed now because he played Chris Kringle on the uh claymation animation there with uh there you Mickey go. Go. Rooney as the voice. <laughs>
0: Okay, so the anyway. standing. Let's get back to get to get back to business here. The, the standings for the chase for the Triple Crown have changed a little bit. Share belief should be up there. General A Rod should be up there, but we have Havana Honor Code Tapiture Bondholder New Year's Day out, retired. Rise up, um, and then we have We Miss Artie. Artie, and then a new addition to the field, Noble Moon, after winning the Jerome is seventh. Ami's um, Holiday, 8th, Clearborn, 9th, Casa Guapo, 10th, Cairo Prince, and I saw a couple works on Cairo Prince, and he's burning up the freaking track down at Palm Meadow. Um, Dance with Fate out at Santa Anita, Smarties Echo, Laddie Boy, and then we have
3: Landy Boy,
0: um, Classic and Jock and Roll inserted in there Out of the Jerome. Um, Smart Cover, Big Bazinga right on Curlin, Strong Mandate, and Tamarando rounds out the top 20. So the schedule, January 4th, the Sham, the LeComant on January 18th, Smarty Jones on January 20th, which is a Monday, and then the Holy Bull. Holy Bull. Going to the Holy Bull, going down, down in Tommy's neck of the woods for the Holy Bull on the 25th.
2: Well, you should be fine. The win- winter's over. We had two days of winter yesterday <laughs> and today, so I think you'll be fine by the time you get
0: down. I think we're the
3: only. We were two- in the
2: 30, 39 in Orlando the other day.
0: That's wow, I think yeah, Florida and Arizona cold, are like man, the only two down there. That's really cold. That aren't frozen yeah, over.
2: Yeah.
0: So let's talk it's about. Funny, th-
2: I was listening. I was looking a little bit of a doing some research on the past couple winters of the. Um, the derby and triple crown races, and there's so many that have come out of the woodwork without winning stakes as two-year-olds and yeah. then coming back and winning their first race as a three-year-old yep. and, you know the whole thing is that the, the preps prior and how many are needed and it's it's kind of changed over the years with uh, some horses have had several and then some horses have gone in with only two races in the second i believe second half of the season you know after they're the first of the year so it's all how the trainers look at it and think what they they need to do to get prepared
0: yeah it's kind of it's it's really interesting because like I, I don't even think some of the juvenile races really even matter all all that much i mean because like the minute january hits man horses are coming out so i think people are prepping sure. horses they're coming out of the woodwork because i like every every week i'm looking at I mean, there's tons of three-year-old races right now, and I'm sure that you're going like to see we talked some.
2: About yeah, and like we talked about last week with Pletcher, that we were talking about all the horses that we've seen run so far and how they're advancing, but we didn't even mention any of Pletcher's horses. And he every year invades Gulfstream with a probably dumb horses. Yeah, he's got and a few many down many there right now. And, yeah.
0: yeah, he's at Payson Park, right? Doesn't his dad own Payson Payson Park?
2: No, I think he bases I think he's a Palmetto's guy.
0: I thought I don't his know da- if his, 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 I, I thought know his dad Payson. owned, like, a, a track. I think he... I thought he did, but I could be wrong. I'll check that. And I don't that. know
2: about the sale of Payson, because it was... Oh, um, uh, okay. Late ...Mrs. Payson owned it for the longest time, and then there were some issues. But I just know that Shug and Bill Mott, they seem to always train at Payson. Yeah, You can always... And interesting. the times at Payson are a little bit slower than most times, but... I guess the surface there is very conducive to stamina and fitness, which bodes well for a lot and, and Shug training.
3: And yep. You can look at the, the dosage index, too. Like Historically, it used to be a wider spread, and now it's kind of more... There's a lot of zeros on the end, the bottom end yeah, there. Yeah, the
0: stamina is being bred. It seems like it's almost being bred out. Yeah. I don't know.
3: It's not. It's an interesting thing that's kind of tailing off of what
0: he, Tommy was saying with the, the changing of ways of racing. So let's uh, go through the, the the sham. It's and it is race five. Tommy, you mentioned that it is race five, which isn't the feature race of the day, which is kind of nutty. It's and it is. I mean, it's a hundred thousand dollar purse, grade three purse. It's a good race. I, I mean, I look at these horses, and they they look good. I mean, some of the buyers are pretty good, but some of them are very lightly raced. Life is joy. Life is a joy. The three horse um, ran in the King Gloria stake, which California Chrome won handily but he was a second place in that so and then um so from the top you have cristo which you like tommy right with uh rafael badrano Be- Cristo
2: was wrong at this third i think at this third start uh, two tries to break is made. yeah and and,
0: uh, and what's another factor there that i'm looking at here he's over the track at san he won at santa anita which is a big thing with john sadler um as his trainer so I'll wrap it up with uh, Tyler Blaze and Doug O'Neill. Doug O'Neill's another big trainer, um, 80s buyer, 80 buyer. He won his last maiden, $45,000 maiden, by three and a half. At, and Doug um, won
2: this last year with Golden Sense.
0: Yep, he did. And then Life is a Joy, Jerry Hollendorfer was another, uh, Jerry Hollendorfer was a great trainer, Hall of Famer, out in California with Corey Nakatani. Um, on them. Then Ontology is the four horse of Mario Gutierrez and can't really read Simon that. Callahan. Simon, Simon Callahan. Callahan. There you go. I can't, I might... Maybe
2: the hottest trader at Santa Anita. At the oh, really? He's, um, he's knocking them down pretty good. He had to check the standings. I think Simon's having a very good beginning to the meet.
0: Well, that's a good tip, Tommy. And you yeah, said you didn't really you know, look. Lie. You lied to me. You lied to me. You, you did some work here.
2: <laughs> well, I said I didn't know much, but I know a little more than
0: you. Well, that goes without saying, though. <laughs> <laughs> then we have ontology. Um, well, we just talked about that, or sorry about that. It's top on, yeah. top fortitude with Kayla Straw. Um, in in uh, Mike Wilman, the don't direct, s- director. Don't spoil her. Yeah, I, I won't. But he talks a little bit about her with a 92 buyer. That's a pretty good buyer. Um two and a half uh, she, he won, she won going away last time out at Hollywood Park on the funny surface for six and a half furlongs. so that's probably a horse to take a look at and then Midnight Hawk, seen a couple of works by Midnight Hawk, it's a Bob Baffert horse um, looks pretty strong with the old, good old Mike Smith riding so so Tommy who do you like here?
2: Well I'm going to stick with the inside um, uh, stick with Christo um, just on a flyer, I don't know. Might might be decent odds at six horses. It's tough to get any kind of price. But yeah. We'll see what that leaves. I'll take that horse to win and leave it at that.
0: I think I might go with Top Fortitude with Kayla Straw. Just because. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, I think I know why. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's having a pretty good meet. She's, yeah. Um, of a, a while back, they had the jockey show. Um, it was a great show. Um, I forget what network it was on. It was the old Esquire network or whatever it was, and it was a very good. And they had uh, they had a lot of things about Mike Smith when he was dating Chantel Sutherland at the time. And Kayla was involved, and Talamo and uh, Aaron Greider It was a great show. I, I was fascinated by it. It was an insight to the jockey's life and. Uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting. The more you know about how hard these, all of these people work and what brave individuals they are to get on horses every day and try to do what they do and struggle for money. and It's uh, it's great. God bless them all.
0: Some good commentary there by Tommy. Oh, didn't want to say that. Oh, beep it. Beep it. Um, so anyhow, uh, looking forward to being out at the sham this weekend. Um, where we're going to have the interview next with Mike Woman from Santa Anita. So, so Matt, your
2: assignment is for the Carved Sandwich Station. There is turkey, there is pastrami, and there is roast beef. You must have each individual one, and we want a full review next week on the show.
3: You got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and a different beer with each. There <laughs> <be laughs> you go. That won't be a problem either. <laughs> so I'm looking forward Tommy, thanks for the commentary. Up next, we're going to do our interview with Mike Wilman from Santa Anita. Today we have a special guest with us on Chasing the Triple Crown um, to chat chat, about us, chat with us about the sham. Um, director of publicity for Santa Anita Park, Mike Wilman. Mike, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Pleasure to be with you guys.
0: Um, You know, I've been to Santa Anita a few times, Breeders' Cup, last couple of Breeders' Cups, and you guys know how to do it right out there. Um, Absolutely beautiful track, Clubhouse and Grounds are immaculate, very historic track. Um, So it it looks like to me, I did a little research on you, Mike. Um, You've been at Santa Anita for, for a while. It looks like you've been in the racing industry since 1982. Maybe tell us a little bit about your background, and then we'll jump right into the sham.
1: Yeah, well, I started here in 82 as a part-time mutual clerk and, um, you know, just done a lot of things, been a racing official, jockey agent, called races on radio, done live TV, uh, worked at Hollywood Park full-time for a good number of years, and been very fortunate to have uh, to have been here for about seven and a half years.
0: Uh, that's great. It looks like you're an owner and a breeder, too. I saw that. And since 1984, you still own horses and, and, and raise them and stuff like that?
1: Yes, I do. In fact, I just had a horse run
0: second at the Golden Gate today in the first trade. That's awesome, awesome.
1: I write checks every month. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great. So, so the, the sham. The sham is the reason why you're on today. The sham is in the Kentucky Derby prep series. It's a ten-pointer for in in the the whole point system for um, these horses. It's a grade three one mile hundred k purse. Um, it's named after the horse that competed with the Mighty Secretariat. Tell us a little bit about a little bit more about it. Do you have anything else that you can share with us or any great stories?
1: Well I mean Sham uh, I was in high school when he won the Santa Anita Derby and I didn't know a soul around who saw that horse win who didn't think that he'd win the the Kentucky Derby and a lot of us thought he'd win the Triple Crown. He, he was a truly great horse in his own right. He was trained by Poncho Martin and he just had the grave misfortune to come along the same year as uh, as Secretary. And to this day, Lafitte will tell you that he's one of the, probably the top five horses that, uh, that he ever rode. He was a great horse. Wow. And this race uh, has developed into an important prep for us. It is early to be going a mile, but like you say, there's 10 points up for grabs. Yep. Uh, it's a race that uh, a lot of people need to be in to start, start getting things together if, if they want to... You know, if they want to uh, to get serious about being eligible for the Kentucky Derby, now this year's race is perhaps the field is light on accomplishment. We got five out of the six coming out of uh, maiden wins, but some very impressive maiden wins. Oh, I think yeah. Midnight Hawk yep. uh, is is going to go favorite. John White has him at at uh, eight to five uh, on the morning line at this point uh, for Saturday's Sham. He's very interesting. He won first out uh, December 13th at Hollywood, going seven and one half furlongs. I mean, he just crushed him, win by six and a quarter lengths after breaking slow. Baffert's going to take the blinkers off, and uh, I don't think there's any question he's going to be able to get the route of ground, but they want him to relax, obviously. Yeah. Mike Smith rides him back. He's going to be very, very tough, and a big part, uh, certainly, of his story is his ownership. He's owned in part by... Uh, the guy that, you know, owns the defending Stanley Cup champion, or co- coaches, the defending Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks, so- Black Joel Quineville, who's a huge racing fan, and he's best friends with John Sakura from Hillandale Farms, who's the breeder and part owner, and they actually played minor hockey together, apparently.
0: Huh. Well, also, that's a great story. And
1: is, uh, is Mike Tice, uh, who I first met coming down here from Seattle about 20 years ago. He... Go so back a few years. He was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and he's got a real passion for the game. You put the connections together, you know, Baffert and then Smith. Oh, and yeah. Of course, he's favorite. He's very talented. But to me, one of the big storylines in the race is Kayla Straw. She's a very, very talented rider, 29 years of age, and uh, she's got top fortitude. She's yep. an Arizona bred. Oh, and wow. He's crushed in his only start back on November 16th. Uh, over at Hollywood, and if this horse wins, uh, it's a big story because you got you got Kayla Strah, who's an absolutely drop dead gorgeous, beautiful woman, <laughs> and as, nice as she, she as beautiful as she is, that's how nice she is as well. I really mean that, and it would be a big story to have her on a legitimate Derby contender about five months in front of the big dance.
0: Wow, that's great. That's yeah, I see it's a pretty good buyer on 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 top fortitude too, ninety two last time out. So that's that's pretty strong. Out of all yeah, the horses that are run, and that that's a pretty high buyer. So,
1: yeah, he got the best uh, last out buyer uh, of anybody in the race. Uh, now, Crystal is on the rail for John Sadler. I think he'll be the second choice. He's been odds on in all three of his starts. He put it all together, and this is very key at the uh, distance of a mile and a 16.
0: Wow! Yeah. So, yep. About
1: his ability to two turn, he cuts back in distance. And Rafael Beirato rides him. I think he's just trying to stay out of his way, and yep. he is going to be tough to beat. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yep, that's good. Yeah, I, I like seeing him. he's over the track, too, and he's won over the track, so that's that's really good.
1: That's right, and he's had a little bit more seasoning than some of these others, and he's in very good hands with John Sadler. He comes in fresh. He's going to be very tough.
0: Yep, and then I see... I mean, I think this is a fairly... I mean, it looks like they're, they're young horses, but it's a fairly talented group, it looks like to me. I saw some works on midnight hawk and he's working pretty strong also so um that that's really good so
1: he's got a couple of bullet works in his last two i mean he's training like a monster and i know they're very high on him
0: yep so tell me about i mean so just to wrap up here i don't want to take too much of your time um the the next few races you got the robert b lewis coming up with well, the date on that is just tell us the quick the dates the robert b lewis then you got the san felipe these are all i think the san felipe is the first fifty pointer or one of the first fifty point races going to the Kentucky Derby. And then you have the big granddaddy of the Santa Anita Derby on April uh fifth, which is a hundred pointer going into like the uh the Super Bowl month just before the Kentucky Derby. So Yeah
1: well I mean if you if you win a run second in the Santa Anita Derby you're you're probably gonna be in a big dance and the Lewis is a big race. Uh uh Jerry Hollendorfer's a big horse who's kind of considered to be the the top two year old from last year. Uh he is pointing for the Lewis and yep. that in and of itself makes that a compelling race. And uh as you said, the San Felipe, uh, it's it's just become a hugely pivotal uh, Derby prep and and we're looking forward to that with fifty points up for grabs that'll be on the, on March eighth San Diego handicap day. The derby Sanita Derby's produced fifteen Kentucky Derby winners over the years and yep. Uh, you know, we struggled with field size here the first couple of weeks, but we're hopeful that uh, that we can gather ourselves here with a new condition book coming out and and that our three year old program is is gonna lead the way here at this meet.
0: That's awesome. So shared belief is the horse that's gonna be in the Robert B. Lewis. At least he's point, pointing that way, right? It's for Jerry Holland So correct,
1: and he may well win the eclipse.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he will. Three for three. So, yep. So, even though he
1: didn't run in the Breeders' Cup yep. uh, New Year's Day. Yep. He'll probably win it because he got it done on the day you're supposed to get it done on. Oh, so yeah.
0: We'll... Up wait the wait. rail. I was there. That was a g- great race, by the way. So, anyhow. Um, well, we really appreciate you being on. Any any final comments or anything, Mike? We really appreciate you being on. We're going to be out there on Saturday. I'm I'm really looking forward to being out there and, uh, you know, getting a good look at these guys. It's a good Philly race also that day. The... What's the name of the uh, the Sand Pascal stakes? Is that that's also on Saturday? Oh,
1: that's for older horses. That's the prep for the big cap and uh, blue skies and rainbows. Hollendorfer's got a great one-two punch of blue skies and rainbows and and rousing sermon. Uh, I, in, in closing, I just say if, you, if you're in contact with people around the country, tell them. Uh, Come to Santa Anita, the weather's good. We got a great main track and yep. the best bird course in the West, and uh, we're looking for
0: horses. It's awesome. Special thanks goes to Mike Wilman, director of publicity for a Santa
3: Anita Park. Thanks for spending some time with us, Mike. Uh, you can find this show and every show on anglelightmedia.com as well as on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can give us a follow on Twitter at anglelightmedia and like us on Facebook, and I believe that is a show. That's a
0: wrap. Thanks, Tommy.
2: Nice work, boy.